in the name of Jesus, the newborn king, dear friends in Christ. A father and a mother and their seven-year-old daughter last Saturday decided to go shopping, last-minute Christmas shopping at the mall. The little girl was so excited to get out among the crowds and the festive nature of the day. Mom and Dad were a little less than thrilled to hit the mall the Saturday before Christmas, but they had a lot of shopping and a lot of Christmas errands to still do. After a couple hours, the little girl was having the best time. She was singing the Christmas songs all throughout the stores. Mom and Dad were having a little less fun. They were getting irritated by the long lines trying to get into the mall parking lot, the challenge of trying to find a parking space, the even longer lines at the cash registers to buy seemingly never-ending lists of items and getting stressed out about the debt that they were racking up that was going to come due in January. We've probably all been there. When they got home that night, the little girl was still in a good mood, singing her Christmas carols. But mom and dad were spent. They were spent in several ways. And they were irritated and snapping at each other. And the dad finally said, honey, to his daughter, it's been a long day. Can you just stop the singing and just go up and and go to bed? So she listened to her dad. She went up the stairs. And halfway up, she decided to open the window and look outside. And the dad came by and he said, honey, why do you have the window open? Do you know how cold it is? Do you know what that does to the electric bill? And she said, I'm sorry, daddy. I thought I heard the angels singing. He said, I don't hear any angels singing. Please just shut the window, save the energy bill, and just go up to bed. And then very gently she said to her dad, daddy, if you want to hear the angels sing, you got to listen with your heart. For many of us, it's hard sometimes to slow down enough, to turn down the volumes enough in our life, isn't it? Especially during the Christmas season. And perhaps we maybe even struggle with that on Christmas Day, to enjoy the day and focus on what the season and what the day is all about. Now, it's been said that Christmas is a high-effort holiday. Would you agree with that? It's a high-effort holiday, in contrast to other holidays that you could characterize as low-effort holidays. Memorial Day, Labor Day, you don't have lights and decorations to get up. You don't have long shopping lists. At the most, maybe all you have to do is eat, or maybe at the most, cook out what you're going to eat. And I think for many of us, um, the holidays can be a time of stress, They can be a burden, the obligations, the shopping, the excitement, the overscheduling. Sometimes it can get the best of us. Sometimes they can outweigh the joys and the blessings, the pleasures of the season. It's been said that in our great country of the United States, that increasingly we buy things at Christmas with money we don't have to impress people who frankly could probably care less. Now there might be some truth to that. And I think it begs the question this morning, what does Christmas look like? And we're going to look at that today. What should Christmas look like? Now, according to psychologists, the Christmas season can be a season among some people that can trigger loneliness, regret, in some people, depression, nostalgia, or failure. It's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, right? We hear that in all the jingles and all the songs on the radio. But what if... We're not feeling it this season. What if maybe we're not feeling the joy on this Christmas day or we know someone who we love that's not feeling that joy? 
Maybe it's the first Christmas that they or you are experiencing since the departure of a dear loved one from your life. Or maybe this is the 20th Christmas in a row since a child you lost or a sibling or a beloved parent or a spouse has passed. And people said, well, it'll get easier with each Christmas. But it doesn't seem to get easier. Now, it's a great season. It's an exciting season. But sometimes we can feel the pressure at Christmas, can't we? And sometimes it's self-inflicted pressure and wounds. Sometimes we may feel guilty that we aren't spending enough, or we don't have enough, or we're not buying the right things, or we wish we could see all the people, family and friends that we would like to this time of the year. Isn't it time that we start to re-examine what Christmas should look like, what Christmas should be? Now, I think it's interesting to note that no other culture in the world starts the Christmas shopping advertising season as early as we do here in the United States, where we have merchandise and advertising and jingles going on in the stores as early as August. You won't find slogans such as 100 days to go to Christmas or only 10 more shopping days to Christmas in Scotland. In Spain, for example, Christmas Eve is a purely religious celebration where family gathers around the nativity scene in the living room, singing songs and hymns and praying before going to midnight mass or church. They say in Ireland there's very few Christmas decorations that adorn homes other than uh, candles lit on the windowsill on Christmas Eve and Christmas to prepare the way for the homely family. Now, let me be clear this morning. I am not advocating by any means that we become modern-day Scrooges or Grinches. I love Christmas. I love this time of the year. I love the Christmas cookies. I love the food. I love the music. Getting together with family and friends and the traditions and the special worship and the fact that it's baby Jesus' birthday. Maybe not so much putting up the Christmas lights, but that's another story. But (laughs) But there is a limit to our time and our energy and our money. And it's important to keep our focus on Christ at Christmas, what this season is all about. And I think we need to be very intentional and very careful about keeping our focus on Christ at Christmas as we keep our focus on him the other seasons and days of the year. Or else I think we can be guaranteed that others... Society, the world, will define and dictate what Christmas should be for you and me. And it'll never be enough. And it'll be designed to be that way. So it's a critical question we examine this morning. What should Christmas look like? Well, the people at the Barna Research Group, which is a Christian polling organization, asked the question recently of Americans, what is the most important aspect of Christmas? 37% of Americans said that the birth of Christ is the most significant aspect of Christmas. So only a little over one out of three would say the most important reason for the season is the birth of Jesus. 44% said the family is the most important aspect of Christmas. Now many will say family or taking care of the needy or caring for our fellow man and woman, that's what Christmas is all about. Well, as Christians, part of our calling, of course, is to take care of our family and to care about other people and to help and be generous to those in need in response to that love and grace that God has first shown us. But it's the birth of Christ 
the king who became a baby. That gives Christmas its meaning and its focus. Now, when our kids were younger, Laura and I would uh, load up our three kids in the minivan some of the nights leading up to Christmas, and we'd go check out the Christmas lights in the different neighborhoods. We like to do that. We'd, we even do it after the Christmas Eve service. Now that my three kids are teenagers, it's a little harder to sync their schedules to do that, but it's been a nice family tradition. Perhaps the last year or two, it's involved me walking my two dogs, Ellie and Toby, which I love to do. It's not a sad story there, but I love walking my dogs and check out the lights and so forth. But over the years, what I've noticed, maybe you've noticed too, as you check out the lights and decorations in neighborhoods and area businesses, haven't you noticed fewer decorations and lights and displays that really reflect what the season is all about? You see a lot of candy canes and Santa Clauses and reindeers and gumdrops and elves, and that's all good. But each year I see fewer stables and mangers, Mary and Joseph's and baby Jesus. What should Christmas look like? Well, I'd like to suggest today that Christmas would look like what happened in Bethlehem a little over 2,000 years ago. So we need to go back today to Bethlehem, so to speak. That means we have to slip away from the mall We have to stand back from our multitasking. We have to turn off the TV. We have to ditch the iPhone and the tablets for a while. We have to control our appetites for a little bit and perhaps even today put down our toys and presents for a bit and go back a bit to Bethlehem and see what Christmas should really look like. Our Christmas gospel for today is from Luke 2. We pick it up at verse 15. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying God and praising for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now consider these shepherds. Keeping watch over their flock by night, they were probably out on that Bethlehem hill that night, minding their business, watching sheep, figuring it was not going to be different than any other night doing that. And then God broke in, and he spoke to them. When an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to them. And these lowly shepherds, who were considered so lowly they weren't allowed to worship in the temple in Jerusalem. These shepherds, who were considered to be of such a low class, their testimony was not valid in a Jewish court of law at that time. But God sought out these lowly and simple shepherds on that special night. And their first reaction was fear, not surprisingly. And then it was reverent awe and attention from our Luke 2 gospel text now at verse 10. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy. That will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior is born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Now note these shepherds were told, you will find. That implies that they'll be seeking. 
And God revealed himself to these shepherds that first Christmas, not just so that they could be a part of the most awesome first ever live nativity scene, or just to be cute lawn decorations that night in Bethlehem. When God sought them out, when he revealed himself to them, as he reveals himself to you and me today, through his word and by other means, he's calling you and me, as he did the shepherd, to faith and action, and what God is calling us to do and be with these lives that he's given us. So what should Christmas look like? It should look like that scene in Bethlehem. And not just the familiar scene we may conjure up in our mind of the stable and the manger, Mary and Joseph and baby. But it also needs to include those shepherds, those simple, lowly shepherds. Those shepherds who are making major adjustments in their life to follow the Lord. And they were being transformed in order to join God in calling them what to do and be in life. One of my favorite authors is Max Licato. Any of you guys like to read Max Licato? Great author. In his book, The Applause of Heaven, Licato talks about that transforming nature of the first Christmas. What Christmas means and what a celebration of Christmas today should really be all about. And a quote from his book. A small cathedral outside Bethlehem marks the supposed birthplace of Jesus. And behind a high altar in that church is a cave. It's actually a little cavern lit by silver lamps. And you can enter the main edifice of the church and admire that ancient church. But you can also enter the quiet cave, as you can see depicted there on the screen, where a star is embedded in the floor, recognizing the supposed birthplace of Jesus, the King of Kings. But there's one stipulation, however. To get inside that little cave, to really check out that star, you have to stoop. You have to bend down. You have to get low. You can't go in standing up. The only way really to experience it is to bend down and stoop, unquote. I think the same is true of Christ, the babe of Bethlehem in our lives. Because we could see this world all around us, standing tall, all that's taking place in our world. But to witness the Savior, we have to stoop. We have to bend down. We have to get down on our knees as well, as those shepherds did that first night. So that first Christmas evening, while the theologians were sleeping, and the elite were dreaming, and the successful were snoring, the meek shepherds were on bended knee. They were kneeling before the one that only the meek only those who bow down and bend down will see. They were kneeling in front of Jesus, and they would never, ever be the same again. What does Christmas look like? Let's take a look at a video clip of a Bethlehem Christmas of hope. So what does Christmas look like? It's a picture of God, the King of Kings, coming into this world as a baby. To love us and to redeem us. Coming into the world to turn things around. To save us. To turn our hearts around. To transform us. God fulfilling that promise that he first made to Adam and Eve in the garden. The promise he made to you and me. To send a savior into this world. And God coming through in his grace. And in his love. To give us a new start. To give us a new beginning. To give us a new chance. To give us a new life. What does Christmas look like? 
It's a picture where we don't have to face our problems and our stresses and the challenges of this day and this season and this life every day alone. But there's one thing needed. We've got to get out of the mall, get out of our schedule, at times get off of our phone and get out of ourselves, and each and every day come over to Bethlehem to stoop and to bend down as the shepherds and to see the hope and to see the life and to see the transformation that's happening there. In the name of the Christ child, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, a Merry Christmas to you all. Amen.